Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala şerefil enbiyayi vel mursalin. Muhammedun Resulullahi sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve sellem teslimen kathiren kathiren. Fama ba'du jazakumullahu khairan fayadbay for this uh, for this introduction and for this opportunity and I thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving me this opportunity to uh, talk about his greatness, his glory and the glory and the greatness of his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who we follow, who we believe in and who we hope to meet on the day of judgment inshallah. I was asked to um, talk a little bit before our formal lecture on the seerah about uh, these 10 days uh, of Dhul Hijjah. The first 10 days which culminate the 10th day is the day of Eid, Eid al-Adha. Uh, which is the festival that comm- that comes at the end of Hajj and which commemorates the beautiful life uh, of uh, the Prophet Abraham, Ibrahim salam, and his family. Uh, all the rituals of Hajj also commemorate that beautiful life of that beautiful family. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those who will be the followers of Ibrahim salam, and the followers of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the hadith of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this, uh, these 10 days where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said وَالْفَجْرِ وَلَيَالِ نَشْرِ uh, In the Quran in uh, Surah 89, the first two ayat, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also, Rasulullah sallallahu uh, the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. When we say Rasulullah, uh, I mean the, prophet, the, uh, the Rasul of Allah, meaning the Messenger of Allah and sallallahu alayhi wa sallam means peace and blessings be upon him. Uh, he said in a hadith in Abi Dawood, uh, there are no days in which righteous deeds are more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than in these 10 days. I repeat, there are no days in which good deeds, righteous deeds, are more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than in these 10 days. Now, what does that mean? It means that any good deed, normally when it is done throughout the year, uh, if it has an X reward, the same thing which is done in these 10 days will have an XXX to the power of infinity reward because that same deed when it is done in these days uh, has the special barakah, the special blessing of the uh, acceptance and the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah the glorious and magnificent. Um, now in this context, I want to mention to you nine things that you can do. The days have already begun, uh, and we are uh, we are on the uh, third or fourth day of that, and then it will end with uh, with the tenth day, which will be inshallah in the United States on Saturday, coming Saturday, will be the tenth day, which will be the day of Eid Eid al-Azham. The first and foremost is dhikr, which is the um, the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala in any way or form. Uh, in Makkah, it is the Talbiya, Labbaik, Allahumma Labbaik, Labbaik, La Sharika Laka Labbaik, Inna Alhamda Wa Ni'mata Laka Wal Mulk, La Sharika Lak. This is the Talbiya which uh, the Hujjaj, the people going for Hajj, this is what they will be saying in Makkah uh, and all through uh, their day and night uh, through the Hajj. Uh, and uh, the, the, the translation of it is they are saying, Oh Allah, we are here, we are here. Uh, you are the one uh, uh, and there is no, you have no partner. Uh, and all praise and all thanks be to you. And we are here in, uh, and this is in 
the uh, as a result of the invitation uh, of Ibrahim alayhi salam, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered him, he said, call the adhan, he said, call the people and the people will come. Now in the, in a hadith in Muslim Imam Ahmad, uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salam, the Prophet Muhammad, peace, be, peace and blessings be upon him, he said, there are no days greater and more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than these 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. So increase in them your declaration of the oneness of Allah. La ilaha illallah. This is called tahleel. Your exaltation of him, which is called takbir, which is Allahu Akbar. And your praise of him, which is called tahmeed, uh, which is uh, alhamdulillah. Now, therefore, what you, we say, uh, we say, uh, subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. Now, this is something which is to be uh, said and said as much as possible. In the case of, uh, we know from the, uh, the, the, the narrations of uh, Abdullah ibn Umar uh, and Abu Huraira radiallahu anhuma, may Allah be pleased with them, that they used to recite this uh, loudly in the marketplace. They would say this loudly in the market and they would say, Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, Wallahu Akbar, and uh, you can add wala hawla wala quwwata illa billah, or you can say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, <coughs> walillahi alhamd, all of this can be said, and they used to say this, and uh, the people would join with them, and they would also raise their voice in takbir. Now, since you are in the United States, I do not, I do not recommend that you say this loudly in the marketplace. You don't want to go into Costco, for example, and say Allahu Akbar. Uh, you will find probably that everybody will then fall in sujood uh, and try to get under some tables and chairs. Uh, we don't want to create those kind, that kind of confusion. So uh, do not do it loudly. But when you are driving your car, in your homes, in the masajid, uh, and where you are in groups of uh, with your Muslim brothers and sisters in uh, a safe and secluded place, then by all means, please do that. And then if you are uh, listening to that, to this in any uh, country, uh, where you can do this tak- takbir, tahleel. It's, it's a sad thing that I have to say this, whether I do it humorously or not, that to glorify Allah uh, is uh, sometimes a problem in, in our world today. And that is something that, but it's important. If it, if it is a problem, then to create a fitna, to create a problem, there is no uh, justification for it. So please don't do that. But do it where there is where you can do that with safety and with grace, inshallah. The second thing, is the fasting of these days. Now it is a, the best thing is to fast all of these nine days, starting from the first to the ninth. And of course, the tenth day is the day of Eid and there is no fasting on that day. And uh, uh, in the Hadith Qudsi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that all the deeds of the son of the children of Adam are for him, for himself, meaning for the person, except fasting, which is for me and I will reward for it. Uh, in this is in Bukhari, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, the fast is for me and I will reward it. So therefore, the best thing is to fast on all the nine days of this month, starting from the first to the ninth. Uh, especially try to fast on the day of Arafah, uh, which in this case will be the Friday, uh, which is the ninth of Dhul Hijjah. Now, wherever you are, in whichever country you are, Yawm al-Arafah is the ninth of Dhul Hijjah. So you don't have to worry about are people actually standing in the in Arafah or not. Uh, whenever is ninth of Dhul Hijjah, that is the 
day of Arafah for you in the United States to, in this year. Uh, it will also be the same day as the day of Hajj, as the day of Arafah. Alhamdulillah, even if it wasn't, it doesn't matter. The reward of that remains the same. And what is the reward of that? Rasulullah said, uh, uh, there is no day on which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala frees more people from the fire than on the day of Arafah. And this is in uh, uh, Sahih Muslim. And again, remember, he didn't say only the people standing in the uh, plain of Arafah. So it's inshallah applicable to all of us, uh, wherever we might be. And then the other hadith is also in Muslim, where Rasulullah said, it is the fasting on the day of Arafah expiates and forgives and cancels out the sins of the previous year and the sins of the coming year. So you get a reward for uh, of, of the forgiveness of sins of the of two years by fasting on that one day of the ninth of Dhul Hijjah, which is Yawm Al-Arafah. Uh, third very important thing is, of course, to recite the Quran as much as possible. Um, and the more we do, the better it is. Uh, we know the hadith of, from Tirmidhi, where Rasulullah said, whoever reads one letter from the book of Allah, one letter, right? He's not talking about the word, one letter. He will be rewarded. And that reward will be multiplied by 10, meaning for that there is 10 hasanat, 10 rewards for reciting one letter of the Quran. And then Nabi Wasallam continued, he said, I'm not saying that Alif Lam Mim is one letter. Rather, I'm saying that Alif is one letter, Lam is one letter and Mim is one letter. And this is in Tirmidhi. So imagine the reward of reciting Quran. So try to recite as much Quran as you can during these uh, these 10 days and then of course do as much of charity give as much of sadaqah as you can you can give sadaqah in your own name you can give sadaqah in the names of your of your loved ones especially those who have passed away uh, this uh, sadaqah which you give inshallah the reward of that will will go to the person for whom you are giving that sadaqah your parents grandparents whoever they might be uh, and need not be related to you can be anybody but people, you are giving sadaqah and, and you're making dua and saying, oh Allah, give the reward of the sadaqah to that person. The reward will go fully to you as well as to that person. Uh, another very important rather to do is tahajjud. Try to make this a fard on yourself. Try to make this almost obligatory on yourself throughout the year. But definitely during these days, if you pray tahajjud, inshallah, this is something that is of uh, huge value. Uh, and a great value for us uh, during these days. Then, of course, um, uh, making istighfar and tawbah, which is repenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember that this is an ibadah by itself. To repent is worship. And then to turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is worship. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this. is said, seek forgiveness of your Rabb and repent to Him. فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا ثُمَّ تُوبُوا إِلَيْهِ and then he, Allah, uh, in, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, then he will let you enjoy a good provision for a specified time, which is the time of our lives and give, give every doer of good his favor. And uh, number eight is the Eid Salah, which is the uh, greatest, uh, which, which is the, one of the best things to do on the day of Eid. And it is wajib, it is something that we must do. Rasulullah always attended uh, and he, he led the Eid Salah and uh, his, so did his followers and this is a, this is a Sunnah of Rabbi Sallallahu that has come to us throughout. It is a it is an example of how we Muslims uh, are thankful to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala 
by worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't dance in the streets. Uh, you know, we, both, we don't beat drums. We don't uh, do things like that. We, are, we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to give thanks to Him for giving us these days, for giving us Eid itself, the happiness, for giving us the opportunity to, to sacrifice in His, uh, in his path uh, and for the Hujjaj, for this for Hajj. So this Eid Salah uh, is something that we uh, show uh, our Islamic identity as a community and therefore it is something to be done. Uh, for the Eid Salah, it is um, you have the Salah first and then the Khutbah after the Salah, unlike Juma, where the Khutbah is first and the Salah is later. Now, even though in Juma the Khutbah also is first, so you have the Khutbah and then you have the Salah, so everybody listens to the Khutbah. In Eid Salah, the Salah is first, the Khutbah is Mustahab, it is good to listen to the Khutbah, but a lot of people lose out that huge benefit by going away by leaving and also in the process of leaving they disturb everybody else they stand up they start greeting people and so on and so forth while the khatib is uh, is, is still speaking this is highly disrespectful this is highly disliked please don't do that sit and listen to the khutbah of eid there is not there's no tearing urgency if there is a tearing urgency if there is if somebody has an emergency then after the two rakat of eid salah you are free to leave but leave quietly, just get up quietly and leave and go away. Don't greet anybody, don't disturb anybody, don't come in the way of anyone else who wants to listen to the khutbah. Please understand this. These are the adab, these are the, uh, the, the ways of respecting the deen and respecting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and respecting ourselves. Finally, um, now in the Eid khutbah is so important that Rasulullah encouraged everyone to attend it, including menstruating women who normally do not attend uh, the worship uh, uh, and they, they, they are not uh, they should not come to the masjid but in the Eid, in the case of Eid Salah Rasulullah even asked them to come and this, he said don't actually participate in the prayer but be there and listen to the khutbah so it's very important for us to participate as a community um, then uh, number nine finally is to give the qurbani which is the udhiya as it is called the Arabic word for it for those who are not performing hajj uh, for the people who are uh, doing Hajj, it is the Hadi, and uh, for, uh, the word Qurbani is the word we use in Urdu and other languages, uh, which is the sacrifice, which is the same word we use for both. But the, uh, the, the important thing to understand is that this sacrifice, again there is a lot of confusion, so let me clarify it here. The sacrifice is wajib, it is compulsory uh, on anyone who has the nisab, who has the amount required to pay on which zakat would have been liable, right? If he has the nisab of zakat on the day of a of uh, Eidul Adha, then this person he or she must do uh, must uh, sacrifice an animal in the in the path of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Uh, one sheep for an individual, and if a person is sacrificing any cattle, cow, bull, buffalo, male or female, or a camel, then it is uh, one share. Uh, in that sacrifice and that sacrifice suffices for seven people uh, if it's a sheep or a goat it is one person one animal per person uh, if it is any of these cattle or or camels then it is seven people per animal that is the uh, ratio uh, so sacrifice is important and it is for it is wajib different uh, mazhabs have different words they use i'm not getting into all that just remember that if you have the nisab the nisab of zakat in the united states 
is today it is about five thousand uh, dollars, which is the equivalent of which is the value of uh, 83.5 or 83 and a half uh, grams of gold, and the gold trading now is around 58 point something uh, dollars. So this is what this would be uh, equivalent to around five thousand. Uh, so on that day of Eid, if you have $5,000 of savings, then you must give one animal as a sacrifice. Uh, Rasulullah sacrificed, he actually sacrificed two animals. Uh, and this is also something you can do. You can sacrifice more than one. You can give one for yourself and you can sacrifice one. Uh, one of the best things to do is to sacrifice an animal for Rasulullah for the Prophet Muhammad to whom we owe so much. So this is our gift to the Prophet You can also sacrifice for your for anyone who's passed away, your parents and so on and so forth. You can do that. There is no sacrifice required for someone who does not have the amount of zakat, uh, amount of the nisab of zakat on the day of uh, sacrifice. If you have if you have less than five thousand dollars on that day, then you need not sacrifice. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, therefore the uh, these are the seven things that you can do on the uh, in the context of the uh, of Eid al-Adha, uh, uh, not in the context of um, what's it called, the um, nine days of Dhul Hijjah. Uh, I want to therefore end uh, this and then inshallah we will talk about the seerah of Rasulullah. وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَى نَبِيِّ الْكَرِيمِ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا رَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ وَب